In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. In the right direction? Well, yesterday, your feet, under your influence, <laughs> led us down a wrong path. I have to go there. I just have to share the story. Because here we were working diligently, making great results, and we had a meeting in half an hour on the way. And for some reason, you thought that it was time that we could squeeze in a little shopping. And you informed me, just, you know, really just kind of out of the clear blue, hey, there's a house boutique down the street selling incredible jeans and, and these purses and everything. And I looked at you and I'm like, okay, you're ready to go down there. Yeah, you were ready to go. We can 15 minutes, we can make this happen. So here we go down the street. I, I, it's one of those stories I think you had to be there, but it's still, here we are, you know, with our purses on our arms and everything, walking down the street, and you inform me it's just right down the street. So here we go, we're walking, and we, you start to turn into this house, and I say, Patty, there are no cars here. This doesn't put me in my best light. It's, <laughs> no, it really doesn't, but it, it's a good story because, again, it's like the blind leading the blind, and every time you say, follow me, I do, and I don't know. I need to ask more questions is what I need to do before I just pick up and follow you because we walk up to the door, and it's, it's, I'm kind of getting the vibe like, I'm not really sure about this boutique, and so we knock at the door, and we're kind of giggling, and you're kind of peeking in going, I'm not seeing much activity in there or merchandise, <laughs> and then your neighbor opens the door. And she is as surprised as we are with her. And she's like, yes. And, and you go, I, we're here to, to shop in the jeans. Uh, wrong house, she says. Well, not only was it the wrong house and the wrong neighbor, um, it, was the, it was a wrong day. But you, you did have something right. You had the name right. It was a Heather. You have two neighbors that are Heathers, yes, obviously. Yes. Apparently, I picked the wrong Heather, which didn't make me look good because I probably should know their last name. <laughs> well, Just, what was funny is you go, oh, I know you, Heather. You came to my house for a neighborhood dinner, and then I bought burritos from you. And she looked at you, still with that surprise look, going, that wasn't me. That was my sister-in-law. And so the story is just getting better and better. And I'm, I'm just giggling, going, okay, let's just turn around right now and leave and get out of here while we still have a little bit of our dignity. So the, the, the whole point of that story is I took you down the wrong path and we still didn't get to buy any jeans. <laughs> we still didn't. We're still looking at first the email to find the right house and to find where we, where we need to go. But sometimes we think we know we are going where we are going, but sometimes it takes others to lead us down the right path. So you're saying I can't be your other. Well, I'm not saying. <laughs> well, if I recall, you led us down the wrong path a few years ago when we were speaking at prison one day. And we, we show up and apparently we received the information of what to wear and what not to wear when you go in and do prison ministry. 
but we're not one for details. And this we happened to be about the protocol. <laughs> well, this happened to be a, a men's prison, mm-hmm. and um, apparently there are some issues like with foot fetishes and and what what have you. And you came with open toed <laughs> shoes. And I wasn't the, thinking obviously. And the guards stopped us and mm-hmm. said, "I'm sorry, ma'am." You are not allowed to to move any forward with with your attire, and you. I'm looking at you, going. Ah. I, it made me feel scandalous, and all I did was I had open toed shoes on sandals because hello, it's in the summertime and it's in Arizona, so it's like I'm not going to wear boots to go into to do my little prison ministry. Well, yeah, you you went there definitely with your open toed shoes, and we had to like figure out ways. I think we were in the black market. I curled some- my toes, as I recall, so they wouldn't be so <laughs> obvious. Steal some shoes from the from the guest <laughs> house of, of, of prison there. Well, speaking of toes, did you know that they, there are such things as a certified toe readers? And to actually say that feet and toes can tell the story of your life. And I think you're trying to change the subject because I don't think that is what the inmates were concerned with or focused on is, is reading toes to find out <laughs> You don't think story. they want to know the story of my life right there from looking at my toes? Your, your toes were definitely doing the talking, but I think they were doing some naughty talk <laughs> without you even knowing it. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is that my toes were doing the talking, not the walking, <laughs> which I should have been a little more concerned with those toes, which who thinks of your toes? Well, I, apparently people do because the prison guard would not let you in. So, um, yeah, sometimes we're not aware of of the vibes we might be giving off, even if it's through our feet. Well, and sometimes maybe perhaps we spend too much time um, focusing on our feet and trying to get them happy into looking really good. And we overlook like the footprints, what our feet are doing, how they're leaving footprints in life. And I, I know it's like, as even as we age, which I'm not saying that we are, but it's like those little happy, you like your feet happy because happy and, and certain shoes. And, and so you do start paying attention to your feet a little bit more and you want them to look nice, especially, you know, in, in the warmer climates when you're wearing sandals all the time, you want your feet to make a good presentation. And sometimes we get, but there's nothing wrong with that. I was going to say, that. Julie, Julie oh, yeah. Lane, who um, is uh, on our team, she had just put out that tomorrow she gets happy feet and her feet are blessed and used to bring light and make footprints. And I love that. I love that little quote that our feet can really make a difference. They can bring the light and it's significant where we leave our footprints. Well, we were thinking about this a little bit, the kind of the footprints and there's that, you know, that saying footprints in the sand. And we have, we put that on our website because there's like a new version of that where Jesus kind of carries you, which is kind of cool. And, um, just leaving the footprints and, and just realizing your legacy and, and the power of your story and how you how you get up each day and you run into your day and, and are you intentional? And at the end of the day, what footprints have you left for other people to see and to follow? And have you made other people better because you've walked this day? And there's kind of a, you know, when you start thinking about that, um, it you start looking at your feet differently, I think. Well, it's interesting because we just finished a Bible study on leadership at Central Christian Arizona, and we just received an email yesterday from our new girlfriend, Dawn. So thank you, Dawn, for for that really cool email. But it was interesting because we had this theme um, going into it today about where are you leaving your footprints? And in her email, she even said that Lisa and Patty, they took us to the steps and showed us the strength and ability each of our legs have to take the next step and and walk the path. And 
that, that, that is so true. It's like, what steps are you taking to go down the right path? Because it really is a choice. And I know that sounds so, so trite so many times when it's like, you know, where are you going? Where are your feet taking you today? <laughs> but you really have to be intentional when you wake up in the morning and pray, okay, God, who are you going to put in my life for me to have an impact on? What do I need to do to have an impact on others for kingdom impact, not just for, for ourselves, because it's really easy to get wrapped up in what we need to do for, for us. Well, and as women, so many of us feel inadequate, and we feel like we don't have any footprints to leave, and instead we get stuck in the sand. We just kind of put our feet down and plant them, and we're not really willing to take a next step to move forward. And it's all about just keep moving forward. And sometimes it's, it's, it's a slow, it's a slow walk. And sometimes like you, you love, you love to run. I mean, physically and metaphorically, you like to run <laughs> and, and that's good because just, it just keep moving forward and allowing God to walk alongside you and, and to carry you sometimes. Cause sometimes you just don't know, you know, if you can, if you can take a next step, cause it's kind of heavy. And we're excited about our guests today because each one of them, they have significant stories and experience, life experiences. And we know that God never wastes an experience in our mm-hmm. life. And sometimes when we're in the middle of these challenges in life, it can be overwhelming. And you, you do feel stuck more than you feel like you're running. Well, these three guests, they were able to get unstuck. And that's why it's cool to learn from that. And welcome to Girlfriend at Radio. We haven't even said welcome to everyone out there. We are Patty and Lisa. And today on our show, we are going to introduce you to some guests that have have left some significant footprints. And are continuing to leave those footprints just in in the way they've chosen to live their life and to give back and and to show others that there is hope. Well, and our first guest is Jamie, who she's usually behind the scenes listening and connecting and booking all of our guests. But today we are putting her in front of the mic. Um, Jamie is our radio producer, and she just does a fabulous job. She's a great friend of ours, and she has a fabulous story. So welcome, Jamie. Hi, Patty and Lisa. How are you guys today? We're good. It's good to hear you on air because we, you know, like you, like Patty just said, you're you're generally behind the scenes and you're listening and you're a great encourager and you are someone who is truly leaving incredible footprints and God is truly using your story and molding you. So we know your story, but we want you to share your story with with our listeners because it really is a story of hope and healing and you do you have fun. There's, you can still have fun in life no matter what has been thrown your way. So will you just take a couple of seconds? We only have two minutes before we take a break and we come back. We wanna, we're want we going to keep dissecting and unpacking your story. But can you give us a brief overview of your story that has led you to this point? Sure. Basically, my perfect little world was completely shattered when I was about 11. My dad died of a massive heart attack, which rocked our world. But then my mom started dating and eventually married an alcoholic, which completely devastated us, just put us in survival mode. So from then on till about 30 years old, I lived in survival mode. I um, Often I felt all by myself in a crowd of friends, um, just from the abuse that I had had at the home. It was emotional. He would chase us with butcher knives, um, mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy things. But it basically left me emotionally shut down. Then um, when I was about 30, my husband was killed in a car accident. He was a policeman, and they were on duty, and they were 
driving back to the police station, and a, an attorney on drugs hit him head on, and both of the officers in the car was killed. Mm-hmm. So that, again, just kind of rocked my world um, and left me very confused. But in during that time, God had... We had a son, and he, our son was in a church preschool, and a, the pastor's wife was getting her nails done about two weeks after the accident, and her nail tech was talking to her about the accident, and Sharon said, well, yes, one of their sons go to my preschool, and as soon as she said that, God said, go get her. So she did. She began... Jamie, we are so sorry. We're going on a commercial break, so hold that okay. now, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. We were speaking with Jamie Wyke. And uh, Jamie, you were telling your story of wild child to child of God, and we kind of left you um, in, a, in a heavy spot. And that was rude that we had a conversation. So um, we want to uh, pick up where you were talking about um, just dealing with your 
father and your family. And so in the loss and just the loss that you were experiencing at this time. So, so you last, you left us, we were at the nail store. <laughs> we were at the, getting our nails done. Happy hands are important too. <laughs> my friend, my friend was getting her nail done when she wasn't my friend at the time, but God spoke to her and said, go get this girl. And so she made it a point. Um, my son was in their preschool she made it a point to be there when I would go to pick him up, and she began to talk to me, and, and she began to, she just became my friend and accepted me, this lost and lonely young woman that I was, and began to invite me to lunch, and then they started inviting me to the women's luncheons, and I started going, and I started winning door prizes, which kept me going <laughs> back, and but as I got to know these women, I could see that they had something that I didn't have. And it was Jesus, and it was the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I started going to church and Wednesday night Bible study. And during one of the studies, the pastor challenged us to start reading the book of John to get to know Jesus, because that's most like the person he describes most the person of Jesus. So I did, and then I started in Matthew. And in Matthew, there's a scripture that says, he loves you more than sparrows. You have more value than the sparrows. And for some reason, that verse just penetrated my heart, and I knew that to God, I was someone important. And I kind of, I've just never looked back since. I've um, read, uh, continued to read, and, and he's just completely changed my life, my story from wild child to child of God. People that I went to school with, went to high school with, they find out, they see me now and they think, boy, you've really cleaned up your life. (laughs) And people that know me now say, you lived that wild, crazy life? I did. But God's just completely transformed me. Well, Jamie, you you have shared that your life verse is Philippians 2, 14 through 16, and doing all things without complaining or arguing so that no one can find fault with you. And um, you had said something at one point to me about how much that verse has meant to you. What, what exactly, why has that verse just penetrated you so much? But there again, I was reading in Philippians, and God spoke that verse to me. Well, of course, I didn't see that first part that said, do everything without grumbling and complaining and murmuring so that no one can criticize you. I just saw, be a bright and shining star. And I thought, oh, instantly he's turned me into this bright, shining star. So I thought I was walking in my world, walking down my life, shining like a bright star, but I kept having all these conflicts with people and people saying mean things to me. And I'm thinking, wait, I'm a bright and shining star. How can that be? And God said, excuse me, but can you go back and read the first part of that verse? <laughs> and I, so I did do everything without grumbling and complaining and murmuring. And I said, what, moi, me? I grumble and complain? He said, you do. And it, I started to become really aware of how much grumbling and complaining I really did. Mm-hmm. And that started me on a process of changing my mind, changing the way I think. And it took a lot of years of going back to people saying, you know what, I'm really sorry. That really wasn't something I should have said. I really don't feel that way. That just kind of came out of my mouth. 
And but I now I most of the time I live on the other side of that where I'm not having to do so many so have, doing so many so many apologizing given <laughs> yes. so many apologizes. <laughs> well, um, that I, I love that part of your story because. So many times when we, we've had this, um, this horrific past and we've grown up in this where just life just beats you up. And like you said, to have dealt with not only the death of your father, but then to have a stepfather who's abusive and um, just to, to feel that you, you didn't even really ha- have a chance there. And to look at, be able to look at yourself because some of our listeners are out there are in that same that shame spiral and that feelings those feelings of insecurity but to be able to go okay what can i do right now and for you to go okay stop complaining stop stop whining make the choice which is really hard when you feel mm-hmm. like life has really thrown you uh, you know for a loop to go it's, i'm going to complaining because it's it really very difficult to complain. To and you can always find a, a, a lot of people that will join in that conversation oh yeah and it's fun oh. yeah Everyone loves to get into that deep pit with you (laughs) because everyone has something to complain about. And if you can find something in common to complain about with someone, then that is even more powerful. It's detrimental, but it's powerful. Yes. Pain is a great common denominator, and it's easy to find other people that are dealing with pain. And if you can, not that you have to, you know, walk around in Pollyanna mode all the time, but... Even just waking up in the morning and thinking about all the things that you are grateful for. And as your mind goes there with the, the whining and the complaining to stop for every complaint in your mind, add, add a, a happy thought. A, a Find smile something that you it. can be grateful for. You know, another one of my favorite, favorite verses is in Romans twelve two, And this is what, what God has done in my life. That verse says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And that's what he's done all these years, slowly just changed old mindsets and strongholds that I lived in. He took the chisel and hammer and broke them away, and it took a lot of work on my part to... To stop, you know, become aware of of a mindset or a pattern of thought that I had in a negative way of thinking, stop, and after it was already done, recognize it. And then pretty soon I started recognizing it in the middle of my thought process. And then I got to the point where I, I really don't even think a lot of the same thoughts. And I'll be around people that will say negative things and I'll think, I didn't even realize that. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's that transformation that God does as you're reading and getting to know him. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what are you filling your mind and your heart with? What are you reading? Who are you hanging out with? Um, and that is part of helping in the transformation, too, because you see so many people that are, they, they want to change. It's not like, you know, they don't. But then they're still having old patterns and old 
you know, the same conversations, the same people, the same influences. And it's like, if you don't change, you got to change some things to really move forward and to move forward healthy. And that's one of the things is it's so easy to stay in that unhealthy place, just emotionally and mentally and spiritually with Ed, cause it takes work to, to, to move forward, to, to change some of those behaviors. Absolutely. Well, I, I read a statistic one time that the books that you're reading and the people that you're hanging with will affect your life five years from now. Hmm. So if you look back five years ago, the books that you were reading will have, a, will have started to shape and form where you're at today. And so if you want to change your life even five years from now, start changing the books that you're reading and the people that you're hanging with now. So People Magazine probably isn't going to change my life in five years from now? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> it might make you more fun. <laughs> well, Jamie, because of that, because you've been able to you know, read the right books, and obviously you hang out with us, so that makes you really, really cool. And it's going Absolutely. to make such a huge difference. In her humble opinion, of course. <laughs> but because you're doing all this, what's really cool about your story is your life has come full circle where the gal that you had talked about, um, Sharon, she retired from ministry at your church, and then you, she commissioned you to take that position as the woman's ministry director, correct? We came full circle. Uh, she had discipled me and, and discipled me into a leader in the church, and for about three years, I headed up the women's ministry at the church where I once joined as a guest at their women's luncheons, winning their door prizes, which kept me coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is so cool because sometimes we go, I can never see myself like, you know, like that. And it's like, it's amazing what God can do. No, don't ever say never to God because God truly is the God of the impossible. And he can totally take anybody and, and just transform their life and give it's something new. He, you know, he's such the God of new and love that because we can't envision that sometimes for ourselves, but God can. And that's what you have totally done. And Jamie, we only have less than two minutes to wrap up this segment what what do you want to leave our listeners with? What would you how would you want to encourage them with just from your own life experience and your lens and what God is putting on your heart and teaching you? You know, especially as I was preparing to be on the show, God has just been showing me time and time again and with everything I've been doing is to read the Bible. I used to think the Bible wasn't really a book that you actually read because of all the these and nows of the King James, but there's so many different versions now. And if, especially if you have that empty place inside, if you're not sure what it feels like, if you're constantly searching for something or loneliness just sweeps over you when you least expect it, just start reading in the book of John, and they've got newer versions out, the English Standard Version, or even God's Word. It puts it in just English. Mm-hmm. And just get to know Jesus um, He'll, he will speak to you, and He'll speak things into your life that only He knows that you need, and it, it'll just light up in your heart, and you'll know it immediately. Um, and if if you're listening out there, girls and guys, all, anyone, if you just find me on Facebook, if you don't have a Bible, I'll make sure that you get one, because that has played such a huge role in the transformation of my life. I've learned so many things. Um, one of the one of the scriptures in Psalms says that he has placed boundaries that mark out pleasant places for you. 
And when he spoke that to me, I always thought boundaries were a negative thing, but they're positive. And Jamie, read God's word. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be right back with Girlfriend at Radio. This is Girlfriend on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We'll be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible. Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jansen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Togginet.com with Leah Jansen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, LeahJansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H-J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jansen. And listen live to The Leah Jansen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ali Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on toginet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. And if you are just joining our conversation today, you just heard an amazing story of transformation. And our next guest, Sandy, is a a friend of ours who also has a story of transformation. And we will find out how she was able to walk through those steps and really make some incredible footprints um, in, in her life and the life of others. So welcome, Sandy. Hi. How are you today? Today's a good day. Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) And what is making it a good day this day? Well, I got to go with uh, track and field with my son, and uh, his eyes just light up every time Mommy volunteers at a school, Uh and it just makes my heart so happy. 
<laughs> well, it, it stays the same. I just went last night to my 18 year olds and their eyes still oh. light up, but don't, don't say that. Don't tell them I said that. <laughs> he took two first and a second. So I can, I can put that out there on radio. To- Your son is like a, a flash lightning. <laughs> So, Sandy, that's so cool that you were able to even have the opportunity to make the track meets as well. And you have um, just a phenomenal story of, of how you grew up and how God was able to, to take your story and make it his story. So tell us a little bit about what took place in your life. Well, I was the youngest of six, and uh, my parents got divorced uh, when I was uh, six, Um and uh, my mom was, uh, she was very sick. Uh, we still don't know what she had, but she was, um, she had a love, love, love for Jesus. I mean, she was one that still to this day, um, I've met, never met anyone that can uh, qualify as to my mother. She was even nice to people that were mean to her. And I always wanted to defend her, but uh, she was sick. She was a little mentally ill, and she thought black was evil, so she painted everything white. And at a young age, you know, people would make fun of her. I didn't clearly understand. Um, and then she, um, my parents got divorced when I was six. Um, it was uh, not a great environment. I was raised actually LDS, Mormon. And um, when I was 18, um, my mother died. And, um, you know, there there was, uh, it, it wasn't a, a great home. Um, I had four brothers and, and a sister, but nonetheless, they tried their best to take care of me, but I was very alone. Um, I gained a fair amount of weight, so I wasn't the, the prettiest, if you will, person. I, I think I was up to 190 pounds. And um, at that time, I decided to, after my mother passed away, I decided to leave and go up to Seattle um, to be with my father. Um, my father was on his, I think, fourth marriage, and um, wasn't very receptive, wasn't very loving, um, told me he wished I was never born. Um, his stepmother um, wasn't, or my stepmother, his stepmother, um, was, was verbally abusive to me. And so I thought I, I was worth nothing, because if my dad thought I wish I was never born, then who was I? Oh, my yeah. identity... It was always through other things, you know. Um, so I ended up staying um, in Seattle for about 13 years, and I, I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. I still miss it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the Four Seasons. I love the water. Um, um, nonetheless, I, I was raised Mormon, really didn't believe in the theology. Um, when my mom died, um, I really didn't believe in God at all, and now I know God can handle that. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was making a lot of... Not terrible choices, but bad choices. I was um, abusive to my body. Um, I drank a little too much, took Tylenol PM almost every night. Um, I was a workaholic. And so um, I moved back to Arizona because I I, I felt, I know now, but I I didn't know then, I felt uneasy all the time. I felt angry all the time. I felt nervous all the time. I didn't know what was missing, and I was trying to find that missing piece. I felt, I mean, empty inside. Mm-hmm. I, I cried all the time, and I never knew why. I just, I was very lonely, and so, and I was looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I um, moved back to Arizona to be with my family, and uh, that didn't solve the problem. So I um, 
ended up, uh, I, I became pregnant, and, um, well, it was an inconvenience to me. So at the time, medically, I knew that I, I wasn't um, killing a child. I was doing it because I was, I had some medic to back up. I, I wasn't the healthiest when I was younger, so I was told I would never have kids. Mm. So at the age, I was in my late 30s. I was pregnant. My doctor said, you know, you need to go have an abortion. Um, it's just not going to work for you for a lot of different reasons. So I did. I went to the office to go get an abortion, and um, I had to wait. And at the time, again, that was an inconvenience to me because I traveled three weeks out of the month. That's, that's what I did. And um, so I left because I thought I had more time. I went back a second time, and I still can't remember why I left the second time. Um, the third time I went to go have an abortion, um, I remember this gentleman looked at me and said, you know, I don't know you very well, but you don't seem to have a clear decision on having an abortion. And I just kind of looked at him defiantly and I said, who are you to tell me what to do? <laughs> I, I, I look at myself back then and thinking, shame on me. So I, um, I left and at the time, I didn't know what it was, but now I know it was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I uh, was in my apartment, and I got on my knees, and that was the first time I ever prayed. I prayed to God, the one I didn't believe in, and I asked, and I searched for help. And again, I didn't know what it was, but um, I decided I was going to have my son. Mm-hmm. I didn't have medical insurance, and I still remember it cost me $15,386.29. Oh, I'll wow. never forget that number. Yeah. And... um so I had, um, I had my son, and I was all alone. I didn't have any help. Um, I had a few friends, which was great, um, but um, I, never felt, I never felt lonely again, even when I was pregnant. And it was a smooth pregnancy. For the most part, it was a smooth delivery. And to this day, my son, I think, has been sick once. And he, he saved me. I mean, he brought me to Christ, and ever since then, I've been walking with Christ developing, and, and my son is just a huge believer in Jesus. He loves Jesus, and it just, I, I'm thankful and grateful every day. So that's kind of my um, story, and I've recently been married two years ago, and, and my husband has adopted my son, and I have a stepdaughter, and I have a great company, and so I, I feel blessed just in that alone. So that's, I, I hope I didn't... Uh, say too much or not enough, but that's kind of the background. Well, Sandy, you have a very powerful story, and we know that unfortunately a lot of people can relate to that story. And it's interesting at just listening to you and unpacking it and and how it starts when we're so young. But the cool thing, one of the many cool things about your story is that old patterns can be changed. And even though you were not raised with the environment of, of necessary, the love and the acceptance. You're giving your child, your son, you're giving him that. And you've changed that cycle. And, and that's, a, that's such a great message of hope to so many women that just because you kind of inherited a certain um, unhealthiness, you, you can stop that and you don't have to pass that along. And your legacy, your footprints can look so different than what was handed to you. And you, you're making it, you're right, you're changing things. And like you said, with the help of, of, of God, with, with Jesus coming into your life, transforming it. And that is what's so cool is the healing that takes place when we totally open ourselves to God. And he really is the medication of choice. <laughs> we seek so many other ways, like you said, you know, some destructive, dysfunctional ways to just survive and self-medicate. And it, it always is empty. 
and useless. But well, yes. So you know, see, I have to tell you, I uh, went through um, a lot of therapy. I, I have to admit, nine years actually. And um, and my therapist at the time said, uh, after nine years, I've graduated. I said, Are you sure? Because <laughs> I was nervous, <laughs> and um, I still wasn't okay inside. And what saved me, I think, was I took a class on my identity through Christ. And for me, that's what it was, because my identity wasn't my parents. It wasn't the car I drove. It was my identity through Christ. And I am a child of God, and God loves me. And that, to me, was enough. Um, my son was in Sunday school a couple of weeks ago, and they asked him, they, they posed this question, um, you know, what do you love more than God? And, and Roman came home and told me and said, you know, um, all the kids said Spider-Man or this and this and that. And I said, well, what did you say? He said, What's, what do you love more than God? And he said, well, nothing. Mm. <laughs> that was a happy moment for me. Oh, yes, yes. And I hope you wrote that down. <laughs> and inscribed- I, I, I think, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you know, it's interesting, so many times when our kids say these things, that they, they take our breath away and, and just you know stop us in our tracks. And we think we'll remember these things. And I know my kids are grown now. And I still have notes when I would, uh, the few things that I actually took the time to write down, the moment, and savor them. I love that I did mm-hmm. that. It, but it's like, to savor those moments, because that's profound and powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, Sandy, I love we, that we have, advice. We only have two minutes left before we go into a commercial break. But what, what is the common theme that the enemy has tried to use in your life since childhood to keep you from reaching this significant destiny that God has a plan for you? Greatness. My enemy is greatness because I'm afraid of what other people will think or that they'll think that I think I'm all that in a bag of chips, or I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy enough. For me, that has been, and still to this day, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to um, think that I'm good enough, that so, I'm fine just the way I am. What would be a tip for listeners to get beyond that, to, to, to really understand that, like you said, your identity in Christ? How do, you, how do you get through that to go, that is my greatness? And live that each day. You know, the only saving grace for me is, uh, separate from my husband, is uh, I get on my knees. I get on my knees, and I pray, and I go to His Word, because His Word is the Bible, and uh, I have to make time for that. And some days I don't do great. Some days I do really well. But uh, and, and also, for me, finding a great mentor. I have a mentor that keeps me on the right path. As I like to say, it's really easy to go to the dark side. Mm-hmm. It really is easy to go to the dark side to medicate myself, whether it be for food or alcohol or destructive behavior or ignoring it, but it won't go away. It's an, Invariably, it's a black hole. So if I go to him first, that peace that you feel inside, he will give it to you. Well, Sandy, we have to stop right there. It's a powerful story. You've told it so well. and You've offered so much encouragement. Thank you for being our guest today. You can learn more about Sandy by going to girlfriended.com. We'll take a break and be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Oh, 
Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Schooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children ages 24 to 18 who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, she'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, thank you for joining us this day on Girlfriended Radio as we are just listening to some powerful stories of transformation and how we are able to truly leave footprints and uh, legacies in life and just being aware of, of the messages we're sending out and how God can use each one of us where we're at. And it's kind of like we, we feel like we're with our guests today, we're sitting around a, a table at a coffee shop. We, are, we have our beverages ready, but it's like we're sitting around a table and just having an intimate conversation with some, with some girlfriends. And so it, it's just fun to, to see, hear each other's stories and to be encouraged about hope and healing. And our next guest is Melissa Richardson, who is the Children's Ministry Administrator for Church of the Nations. And she, too, has a powerful story of how God has truly used her life and, and changed it and rearranged it in ways um, I'm sure that only she couldn't even imagine. So, Melissa, we want to welcome you to Girlfriend at Radio today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you guys. Well, we know your story is, is powerful, but we want other people to hear just how God has really used you. So can you just share with us a little bit of your story and how God has really impacted your life? Yes, definitely. You know, honestly, it started, of course, I think for all of us when we're little girls and we have all these hopes and dreams and then life happens. And in my life, my parents um, divorced when I was, I was young. I was about 11 years old. And before that, they were... My dad was in and out of our home, and I always was a Christian, but I really looked to my dad for that, you know, to tell me who I was. And when he left our home, it was the age that girls need dad the most. And so I wanted his attention, I wanted his affection, and he was absent from that. And I began to wonder what that was about me. I I thought that there was something wrong with me, and I was forgettable. 
And he later had two um, new daughters with a new family, and he doted on those girls and was a, a wonderful father to them, which is great. I'm, I'm happy for them about that. But I watched that wondering, wow, I'm so replaceable. He could have other daughters, and they were better than me. They somehow connected with him better. And I just struggled with that. Satan really used that in my life to say, you know, you, you, don't, you don't measure up. You're not enough. You're forgettable. Hmm. Forgettable. That is an interesting word. I, a lot of women, they feel forgettable and they feel invisible. And just because of life situations and how the enemy really does like to twist things and cause us to think that way, which is such a spiral downward. But that's interesting. Can you just explain a little bit more how um, you were able to kind of change that and that even that self-talk? I think you have to change how you even talk to yourself and view yourself. Exactly. You know, that theme had stuck with me for so long. I was forgettable. I was irreplaceable. So at first, I began to try to prove differently. And inevitably, I ended up marrying someone that I tried to repeat that, that relationship, that broken relationship with my father. I repeated it because I was trying to fix it and trying to prove, you know, if I can get someone who's unemotional and unavailable to love me, then I'm really something. And so I started to try to do that myself. And then it came to a place where, of course, that just got worse, and, and the relationship was so, he was emotionally abusive, he was mentally abusive, and I found myself with a toddler and pregnant, and, and then he was having an affair, and I'm repeating everything from my childhood. And I remember the day, it was, it was Thanksgiving of 1999, I was pregnant, had a two-and-a-half-year-old, and I remember just laying on the floor and telling God, I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. I had held on to everything I could. And I didn't want a divorce. I thought that that was still wrong. I grew up that way. I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to have a. I was having a little girl. I didn't want to have another little girl that didn't have a dad in her world. And so I told God, I just can't do this anymore. I don't care anymore. If you heal my marriage or you heal me, I don't care. I can't take it. And I remember just sobbing on the floor. Mm. And suddenly, everything changed in the room. I suddenly felt God's presence stronger than I ever had. And as I mentioned, I've been a Christian my whole life. But I never knew how much the Lord loves us. I didn't understand how personal it was and that it wasn't about right or wrong. It was about relationship and that he wanted to have the relationship with me that I had been seeking. He wanted to speak those things into my life. He wanted to be the one to say, you belong to me. I remember everything about you. And he just started to tell me that that day. He just told me, we're going to go on a journey and I'm going to take you with me, and I'm going to heal you, and it's going to be okay. And so I told him, okay, God, I don't care where we go. I don't care what we do, but I need to know that you're going to use this situation for good in my life and in the lives of others. And I just committed that day, Lord, take me wherever you want, but let it be for good and let it be just an awesome testimony. I remember telling people, 700 Club, my mom always liked to watch when we were growing up, and I would tell people, I'm going to have a story that big. God's going to do something that awesome. And I just began to walk with him. Well, it is so interesting because it goes back to whose voice are you listening to and what voices are you allowing to define you? And you, you, we listen to the voice of people just telling us, you know, you're not worth this, you're forgettable. And those, those words do stick and they're painful and it's hard to get past them. But we really have to be intentional with listening to how God defines us and allowing his voice to be the voice of truth in our life because the others are not true. They're the enemy's lives twisting and trying to um, discourage us. And so we need to um, listen to Jesus and, and just focus on that. But how, but that's one thing to say, here's, here's where you've been and here's what you need to do. Can you just address, you know, if somebody is sitting there going, I'm stuck and that sounds so great. And I do want, 
more of Jesus to, to transform me. What, what do I need to do to, to really embrace that? Can you kind of address that? Definitely. First of all, let him love you. Sometimes we push out God's love. There are ways that God loves us daily. He sends people to us to just shower their love. Give us a hug when we need an encouraging word, and we push it away because we think we don't deserve it. And my advice is take that in. When someone speaks into your life, when someone just is there for you, a good friend, God sends those people to you. God sends his word to you. Or sometimes it's a sunset or a shopping trip or just who knows what that that joyful moment, and start to hear those moments as gifts from God, as God speaking into your life, and start to speak out loud. We believe our voices more than we believe anybody else's. So it's not enough to just think, I'm good enough, I'm loved, I'm valuable. You have to say out loud, I belong to God. I'm a daughter of the King of Kings. I am beautiful. That's what he said about me. And say it out loud. Say it every single day. And when you come to those bad days that you just you can't even make yourself speak it, then get in your word and read his word because he speaks it in there over you. And just read it out loud. You don't have to come up with it yourself. God already said it, and you tell yourself that it's true. You surround yourself with people who will tell you it's true, and you just hang on to him. He is our lifeline, and there will be days when you can't even get out of bed. But from your bed, you just say, Lord, I've got to feel your love today, and he will not fail you. And you know what, Melissa, that... I, I love that because so many times we're even meek and are asked to God. Yeah. And just like you said, you, sometimes it might be that you have got to sustain me today because I cannot make this happen. I cannot go through the day. And I think, too, it's significant to pray for God to put those people in your lives that yeah. will not speak the lies, that they will breathe in the truth because like you said earlier, it is all about those relationships, and he will put those relationships in that can that can help you. At one point, uh, just a couple weeks ago, we had said, okay, does everyone need a therapist? And we, we were like, yes. And it doesn't have to be a paid therapist. It's just that person that God puts in your life that you can really listen to. They're a safe person that you can go to and that they will help you see who you are in Christ. And so I, I love that, how you Absolutely. talked about it's about those relationships. Definitely. I was given a mentor. Um, I, Dr. McCray was my pastor for several years, and he helped me to see that God has so much more for me, and it put so much more inside of me. I had been looking for other people, um, to the wrong people, to speak into me, and I listened to their lives. And when he started to help me see God put enough in you, and I got surrounded by those people, like you said, I prayed, prayed for right relationships and they started speaking into me what God had already put into me, then it started to come alive. They spoke life into me, and I started to live it. And it made a huge difference in my life. And that is such a key factor is who you're surrounding yourself with and the influences and, and having healthy relationships in your life. And sometimes you have to take inventory and go, who's in my life that I'm allowing to speak into and define me, and are they healthy? Or do I have a majority of unhealthy people that don't have my my best interests, and do I need to make, possibly delete someone? Those are hard questions, but we need to almost take inventory of the relationships in my life as we move forward, because not everybody wants to move forward with us in that way that's, that's in a way that God wants to use us, and that can be painful sometimes. Have you experienced that a little bit? Absolutely, that is so true. Yeah, especially when I first came out of my divorce, I was still kind of looking for maybe a man to fill that void, um, you know, you have this idea that maybe you just get remarried quickly, and so many people do. 
And I had to do exactly that, take inventory and say, is this person in my life because God put them here, or is this person just creating more lies in my life, more damage? And I finally prayed for the Lord, you know, to be really honest, I prayed for Him to keep all temptation from me until I was healthy enough to choose right relationships, even in marriage. And so I've been single for 12 years, and and I just want to share that because I know women really struggle with that, with staying single. But we have to be healthy, and we have to make sure that, Yes, take inventory and weed out the ones that don't belong and accept the ones that do, but ultimately it all comes from God. Okay, that is such a great Mm -hmm. point, and that you've remained single because you see so many women, they, they become almost needy and feel like they're not complete unless they have a relationship or have a man, and yet they will lower their um what it was the word, <laughs> they lower their standards. expectations yeah. and standards just to have somebody in their life, and they pay a huge price for it on so many different levels. So love that encouragement that you give to women that it's okay to be single. Mm-hmm. You are complete in that way, and you don't, need, you don't necessarily need a, a man to make a relationship. If you find the right one, and don't lower your standards. And so that's a, such a great message. Well, um, Melissa, we have less than two minutes. This has gone by fast. You've shared some great insight. What is something, as we kind of wrap this up with our listeners, that you really want to leave them with, with something just really tangible, how they can really live beyond those um, negative voices that have, they've allowed to define themselves? How can they live in such a positive way? You know, again, I think it's just spend time with Jesus every day. Talk to him. Talk to him about your pain, but also talk to him about the joy. Start to embrace life. Move past what has happened. Take responsibility for your part in it. Give forgiveness to those who have hurt you and forgive every single day. And just really embrace what God has coming for you because he is not done yet. There is so much more out there for every woman, and we want to get to it. And the best way to get to it is forgive and live. And that's such great advice. And we just appreciate you coming on our show and sharing this. We, uh, Melissa, and you're right now doing the Children's Ministry Administrator for Church of the Nations. And a girlfriend will have more information. And we want to get dialogue going on our Facebook because you brought up some great great points and tips that we would love women to even to, to, to discuss with each other. So thank you for joining us on Girlfriend at Radio. And just want to leave you with something. You know, many people walk in and out of our life, but only true friends will have footprints in your heart. So we want to encourage you this day to leave footprints in someone's life and live your purpose. This is Patty and Lisa. You've been listening to Girlfriend at Radio. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. 